Hello everyone and welcome to Road to Forex, where we discuss everything in relation to the foreign exchange. Of course, I'm your host Alex, so without further ado, let's get stuck into today's episode. Now, I promised you a few more interviews and I wanted to go over this one as well with you, just quickly giving you a bit of an introduction. Again, if you're expecting, you know, amazing sound quality, it's not. It's recorded over Zoom, so there is that. And also, Noxie has been a long-term friend of mine. So for those of you that don't really like swearing or anything along those lines, it only happens a few times, but definitely a few words come up. Again, we don't BS here in Road to Forex, so it is a real conversation with a real person, regardless of whether he's my friend or not. So I'm not going to edit that out. Just wanted to make sure for those of you that aren't really interested in that kind of thing that you've got a second to click off. Again, only happens a few times, but hey, it's there. And I just wanted to make sure you guys were all right with that. Now, the reason why I have brought Noxion to this podcast is simply because some of you that I know who listen to this are people that go away onto oil rigs, for example. People that are away from their families quite a lot. People that work full time. Now, Stephen, our first interviewee, was not like that. He could dedicate a whole amount of time to it and has had a lot more experience within the world of Forex. But I realized that he only speaks for a portion of some of you, whereas this guy here is a beginner. And I wanted to get a beginner's, you know, outlook on Forex and also a beginner who is working a full-time job. Now, as you're going to get a bit of background here, I'm not going to go over it too much, but Noxie works an incredible amount of hours in the week. So I wanted to really get his perspective on it to see how he actually handles that work-life balance, whether he thinks that with a 9 to 5, he can actually go in and do Forex on the side or have Forex in a career or whatever his goals are. Can he actually do that? And as someone who works a 9 to 5, how does he fit it in? What what are the keys to success for him? Because he's about six, seven months into his journey now. What is he doing that might be good for you guys? Or also, he might sound like he's in your position. For those of you that do work on the oil rigs, for those of you that are working in St. House, for those of you that are working two jobs, is Forex right for you? I'm going to get your perspective. Well, I'm going to get a perspective of someone that does those hours that has to manage his work-life balance extremely well to do anything on the side. And we'll go and we'll have a chat with him. So we'll get in-depth, see what's going on. If you're thinking, oh, you know, it's going to be another Stephen interview, remember we're coming at this from a completely different angle. Different scenarios, different person, different background, different life. So just keep an open mind to it, see what happens there, and see his insights into this. Because for me... It's really cool to see that. I haven't been a beginner for a very long time. So for me, zoning into this and asking these questions, it was really good. From here on out, I do plan to get some actual, you know, traders involved who are successful, who actually, you know, do really well. And then we'll have the complete picture from aspiring trader to beginner trader to professional And then we can move on through there. And make sure that I always give you guys a mix of it. Because I think those guys that are going out there and just interviewing professional traders, 
awesome. That's great. Well done, you. I listen to those podcasts. There's some really good ones. But we're the working man's 4X podcast here. We actually want to make sure that all the demographics are covered. And this is going to be it. So sit back, relax, listen to this chat with me and Moxie. It's more like friends talking to each other. And I think you'll get some really good insights. Anyway, guys, I'll see you at the end. All right, thank you for joining us, Noxie. Do you want to give us a little bit of introduction, a bit of background on yourself? Yeah, no worries. Thanks for having me, Briggsy. I appreciate it, mate. So I'm uh, currently 30 years old, almost 31. Known you for way too long. Um, and I'm a mining engineer, so I work out in the mines doing pretty much week on, week off, 12 to 13 hour days. So not a lot of free time when I'm out there. Um, but when I'm at home, obviously get that whole week off. So that's pretty good as well. But been doing that for coming on six years now. So mm-hmm. no, nah, it's good fun. But yeah, I'm like obviously learning a lot of this or wanting to learn a lot of this from you just because I want that second source of income. And I've looked at a few other things over the years. And, you know, like anyone, like you try and find that like, quick buck, but like, you know, a lot of the time, obviously, it doesn't work out, but I've tried to put my head down a few of them, and just they never interested me as much as, I guess, Forex, Forex does. Yeah. Like, understanding how it all works takes a long time, but just analyzing it, it's really cool just to, you know, try and figure out a trend, and when you find that one, you're like, oh, Jesus. Yeah, it's just gone from a two times to a, a nine times, and I think when I was doing back testing, um, I told you I found, like, an 11 times one, which is, like, a blue moon, so that was pretty mm. cool to see. Um but yeah, that's just kind of like a general basis of me at the moment. Yeah, cool. Just touching on that because I think I've said something that's quite similar to you um, in like my journey to here because I was doing, as you know, like drop shipping and stuff. I think yours was that Amazon FBA kind of deal. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, that's correct. Yep. Yeah, and it just uh, like in comparison to Forex, and this is what I found anyway. The amount of like upfront costs and like faff around and all that stuff that you didn't expect with, you know, advertising and inventory and all that kind of jazz, it just made it so much harder to get a handle on. Yeah, definitely. Like, and you just, I think I ended up putting like, oh, maybe 10 to 12,000 into it over the course of like, um, I reckon like a couple of, two to three years. Mm-hmm. And if you ask me what my returns are, I'll probably made like half that. Yeah. And then it just the, the time to do that as well. You have to learn all these things from like finding a product, what's going to work, to then you got to source a, you know, a supplier in China or India, wherever that might be. You then figure mm-hmm. out actually how Amazon works and all the algorithms and yeah, you know, doing PPC, which is you know advertisement stuff. Like it was just. It was just so much, and I learned a lot, but it just, it never came to fruition. Like, you know, there's always, I've always found there's someone out there who had a bit more money than you who could spend a bit more, mm. and that was the hardest thing. So I guess, you know, when you start doing this, and obviously you've told me about it over the years, and now seeing it really teaching and going somewhere with it, it's like, oh, fuck, like, Crazy can do it. I can do it. I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, for sure. It makes it makes it seem that easy. Uh, but I think that nah, nah. you've done a good job, mate. So nah, it's definitely really good to like have you teach me and like yeah, I'm enjoying it so far. So you should yeah, pat on the back for you. That's oh, for sure. I appreciate it, mate. I appreciate it. Um, 
I think one of the points that I was going to talk about there is because at the start you said, you know, I was looking for that part-time income kind of deal. And this is what I've found as well in terms of, you know, doing that drop shipping on Amazon FBA and then coming on to Forex. How did you, uh, I'll answer it after you, how did you find the difference? Did you find like when you started to do this, you could actually see that, you know, you could work this full nine to five and actually still, you know, study Forex and do all this stuff and it could be a side gig and you wouldn't use as much time? Or did you feel like the FBA was more suited to you know, you working full-time and part-time doing that. What was the difference? What did you find there? Nah, I found FBA, there was just so much to do. Like, you just had to be watching stuff or trying to find things. Like, there was so much more information out there and to get on top of. Like, it was just, it was really tough. Um, with this, so, like, it was good. Like, I've said it to everyone, actually, because I sit, you know, at work, so I work with my laptop all the time. I sit with um, the screen on and just like trading view on all the time which is just cool just to look at the charts and so people ask about that and i, and I say to them like a few things obviously my best mate is, uh, teach me which is great but all i've spent besides that really is trading view got a deal on like the year membership with them so you can get all the indicators but mm. to get an account like it costs you nothing to get a demo account and like mm. from there i'll probably play with like three different demo accounts um you know, I haven't fully burnt out a few of them just, you know, playing around with them, but just to get the idea of how it all works. And now, you know, I've probably been doing this uh, with you on and off, like, what, six months maybe? Yeah, maybe somewhere around there. Something, something like that? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so now, like, you know, I'm getting to the stage where I'm starting to see stuff. Um, obviously, I find the hardest thing sometimes is, like, yeah, backtesting is great because you can just follow it. You sit there and you just follow it. Mm. And you're like, damn, I can, I can do this. But when you're actually watching it, Sometimes you go, shit, is that something there? Even if he's trying to stick to the strategy, like, shit, maybe that is something, I oh, know I won't do it or I will jump in and you lose. Um, but if it's if you really stick to your strategy in particular, I find, like, it's it's all good. Mm. But sometimes I get, uh, me personally, I get a bit of gun-ho and I get excited. I'm like, oh, I'm sick of waiting around. That looks like something, yeah, let's just do it anyway. And, like, nine out of ten times, you're going to lose those. Yeah. Which is, like, it's really dumb. Like, I think I can control my emotions pretty well in regards to this. I understand you win and lose, but it's the situations that you jump into without actually having a good think or just going, oh yeah, whatever, I'll just jump in. Like, you know, they're the ones that get you. Mm. So I think we'll find, like once I do put a certain amount of money in there, um, I'd like to say my emotions would be more under control, mm. but yeah, you just don't know. You just got to practice, practice, practice. Yeah, 100%. I. Couldn't agree more. Everyone always underestimates like the emotional, maybe it's not strain, but definitely can be for some people, but the emotional impact, uh, you know, trading can have on you. It's like, yeah, you just, this might've been you at the start. It was definitely me at the start. I know personally, I was like, if I just get a strategy, I'll just implement it. But then these things like pop up where you go, oh, I feel really good about this trade and you hop in and just like you said, it's not part of the strategy. And nine times out of 10, you're just going to blow it. And you kind of just sit there going, why did I do that? Why did I actually hop into that trade? You're very yeah. annoying. Yeah, it is. Um, I guess just moving on from that, because although you're six months in, um, you know, relatively, I mean, I guess a comparison to me, you know, newer, from your first initial perception of Forex to where you are now, 
Could you reel some things off the top of your head that, you know, you heard about it, but then you came into Forex and, you know, this surprised you or this wasn't true at all? Is there anything that sticks out to you when you did actually start trading that you thought, oh, this isn't how I thought it was going to be? I thought it was going to be really, really complicated. Mm. Um, but actually, I guess how you've taught and explained to people, like, you know, I'm an engineer, but, I, you know, it doesn't mean I'm smart. Mm. So... Um, how you summed it up like you've dumbed it down really well and that's not an insult to anyone like you're teaching like it's just it's great because like the simpler the better it means anyone can learn it so when I started doing it I was like overwhelmed like what is this what is that and you know I was shooting you 100 questions a minute oh yes I do remember that but (laughs) over time it's just come you know like anything it's a new skill you start learning and go oh actually this isn't hard to do it's just repetition mm. and I guess you just got to have that mindset where you just got to keep going at it so yeah besides that though like everything else has been pretty like I'd say simple like once you get the initial uh, startup going like it may take you a week to figure out the basics um, and understanding how your trades work and then obviously the broker you're going with you never if you're a chance moving to certain um, I guess value like you, the way wherever you enter for a buy and sell is never going to be exactly the same and yeah. just moving all your stock losses and where you enter around to accommodate for that so things like that took me a while like I found a few times I was losing out because I was putting my um, on trading view my stop loss and my um, take profit at where I thought I was entering but I didn't realise it was for instance like you know few pips higher or lower mm. and I'd lose yeah. and I'd go what the hell's going on so mm. Yeah, but simple stuff like that. Like, it's a lot simpler overall, I think, than people really realize. It's just a time commitment. That's all it is. Yeah, 100%. And that is a really good point that you bring out there, especially the time commitment. I find, and this might be a lot of the viewers here because of some of the emails that I get in, it's kind of like, oh, you know, how, how fast can I flip an account? Or, you know, how, how soon can I be a professional trader? Whereas if you just focus on actually more along the lines of what you're doing, which you have done from the start is, you know, I want to get the broker down and then understand that. And then I want to understand trading view. Now I want to understand stop losses. And you've gone piece by piece by piece by piece. And that's where the point that you are now at, you know, you've, or everything that you've learned, you've already got under your belt. And then you're becoming that whole package trader piece by piece rather than going, oh, I'm just going to go in and just learn everything as quick as I can and then just smash it out. So I think that's a really good mindset to have in terms of that for sure. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. sorry. I think think you find like no matter where you go and what you do or wherever you're trying to make side income or any income, like people always try and go for that quick buck. Mm. and I think no matter I guess how young or old you are you just need to realise that there's no such thing as that obviously people made money all around the place but you know with this it does take time it really does yeah 100% 100% but as you've seen and what you were talking about in one of the first things that you mentioned you know finding those risk to reward ratios of you know a 1 to 3 a 1 to 4 a 1 to 6 a 1 to 7 whatever it may be you know, the ability that once you put in that hard yards, once you put in that time, the ability for you to actually make that money that everyone's searching for is there. It's kind of like how I described it 
to some of my family is like, oh, you know, now you're successful, Alex. And I was kind of like, well, it's an overnight success that took, for me personally, because I didn't have a mentor or anything, years to like build up and to actually get here. So now I can earn that money, but it's only because I've put in that time commitment and all that effort to actually get there, if that makes sense to you. Yeah, definitely. Oh, yeah, man. Like you spent... Was it seven years now you've been doing this or trying yeah, to learn it? it will be. It will be seven and years. Like, yeah, it's taking you this amount of time to get where you are. And, you know, you, you, I would have to call you a professional now what you do. Appreciate um, it. Yeah, but with everything else, um, it just takes time. And so I guess people trying to come in and learn this, like my advice is like from a guy who works 12, 13 hours a day and then has a week off, so he doesn't even want to do this sometimes. Like, mm-hmm. you know, you just got to come in a couple of hours here and there. Um, I try and do at work at least half an hour, an hour a day on and off, just looking at stuff. Mm. Um, I may even, if I'm doing back testing, just get through one week. As you know, it's pretty quick, easy to do. But yeah. that's all I might do in a day or two sometimes. Mm. And so, but when I'm at home again, I do find um, there's a lot of things that I want to do as well. But you just got to realize like what, where are your priorities? Like if it was easy, everyone would be doing it. And mm-hmm. if you're if you're prioritizing going sitting there watching Netflix or going and doing something else, like it's just not a priority for you. Mm-hmm. So you just need to have a sit down and realize: is this for me or is this not for me? Yeah, no, hundred percent. I think you bring up something that's really good, and I, I like that you're saying this because um, for everyone that listens, Noxie's always listening to every single episode, and I'll occasionally get some. From some feedback on it, whether he's just taking the absolute piss out of me or being really nice. I don't know which one it's going to be, but I'm always going on about that. You know, you have to put in the effort, you have to put in the work. Like, maybe I haven't used the words prioritize, and it's good to have Noxie on here to actually explain that. But as he said, you know, he's working or you're working Noxie 35 hours in a week and being underground sometimes. Oh, oh, well, there you go. Even more than that. Um, Oh, yeah, 35 hours. Yeah, for sure you do. I do. I do. In what seven days is, uh, what is it, 84 hours? 84 hours. Yeah, which is ridiculous. Probably more up to 90 because I end up staying back a lot of the time as well. So, Which is crazy. And I know, and I was saying this to you before, that we've got guys that work on oil rigs that listen to this and work on the pipelines and they're out and they'll be away from their families for like two or three weeks. And they do similar things to you where it's just like these guys, including you, are doing huge amounts of hours during the week, like an insane amount, but you'll get back and even though you don't want to do it, you'll put in that half an hour, even if it's like 15 minutes or whatever you do, just to make sure that later on when this does get up and you can actually use it as part-time you're going to be able to reap the rewards from that and be able to i don't know maybe sit back use it however you want but you have the ability to then to actually you know make life decisions based off that yeah 100 gravity on that 100 um i think the second thing that i really wanted to cover because this is the thing that i always talk about is uh back testing i'm always going on about it and saying like you guys need a back test you know you should already know your win percentages is you should know that in terms of back testing for you and i know it's a really broad topic and we can hop into it how how important do you feel it's been for your growth as a trader or at least your understanding of my strategy and the markets oh ridiculous like it doesn't matter i think um what strategy you use 
but you have to backtest. You can't just run off a live a live chart all the time. Mm. Um, because yeah, if you're new to a particular, like I still say I'm a very inexperienced and new to this. So if I just like go off live charts, um, you, it's a guessing game almost really. Mm. Like you think you may see something, but if you don't understand anything, like you don't understand how it works, then it's not going to be practically. It's like when you learn a skill, you know, I'll go to university, I'll do a trade and you become a builder or a carpenter or whatever it may be. It takes time to perfect that. And it's all about practice. So the fact that you've got, you know, trading view or whatever you may use there to um, go back and back test, like it's so easy to get onto and do, and it's so important to do at the same time. So I couldn't recommend it more, to be honest. You're not going to get anywhere, like and this is 100% my opinion, you're not going to get anywhere with this forest trading if you don't do it. Yeah. No matter who you are. Mm. A hundred percent. And I really wanted to say that because I've always gone on about it. And I know from the last interview that I did, people are just like, oh, it's good to have another person on there. And it's good to actually hear, you know, even if it is a bit biased, because obviously we've been mates and you are my student, that you're actually, you know, uh, figuring that back testing is that most important thing. Well, one of the most important things to understand for sure. So that's really good. We've already covered in terms of that, you know, back testing and, uh, you know, uh, you know how much your work and giving you an intro- a bit of an introduction here. I guess on a personal level, what's one of the things that, you know, you've actually struggled with in terms of either understanding my strategy or Forex? Has there been anything that you've gone, okay, this is different to anything else, you know, I've encountered? Obviously, whether you're doing mining or whatever it is, or when we're working at Riches Together, there's always going to be that that individual thing that's going to be really weird. Um, but what's that one thing you found in Forex where you go, uh, this is actually, you know, this is the challenging thing for me? To be honest, to me, the whole thing's challenging for me. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like in all honesty, like, as I said, I'm still very new to this and new experience. So I guess the aspect of actually just learning it and getting better and better and better. Uh, and yeah, I keep saying it's a new skill and you just got to keep doing it to get better at it. So yeah it's, it's to me it's like it's a constant challenge but it's rewarding when you see it pay off um when in the long run obviously you start using real money to build an account in the portfolio and uh at the moment i'm still using demo accounts to play around with and then you know my transition over the next six months to putting x amount of dollars in there mm-hmm. so but yeah it's just like at the moment I, I love it when i see something pay off and i'm just like holy shit like that was a that was like a two, three times I just made, and then I what, and I've got a two trades going at once, so then it becomes from two goes to a five because you go to two times and three times, and mm. you're just like, yeah, that shit feels good. <laughs> so, like, it's it's really good in that aspect. Obviously, when you lose, like, I find it very easy. I guess when I lose a trade, to um, pretty quickly reflect on what I went, what I did wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, like nine out of ten times at the moment because I like this last week in particular I've just kind of done it on the go and haven't paid too much attention and when I go back if I see if I've lost or if I've won you know did I win based on the strategy or did I win on uh, luck so I like to look at that and then if I've lost I go alright what happened here yep you shouldn't have done this you should have done that instead mm-hmm. even though it says this you've only got you know one one of the checklists of the rules uh, ticked when there should be at least three yeah. so yeah that's how i kind of feel about it Mm, okay so you feel like that reflection period for you i don't know if you're doing it with journaling i know you definitely were doing it at the start 
but that reflection period for you, looking at the trades that you've had, is something that, you know, is that uh, maybe not a game changer, but something that's definitely improving your trading? Yeah. Oh, without a doubt. Like, you know, I work on computers all day, so a, um, a spreadsheet is great. Like, I love an Excel spreadsheet. Now I've set up a whole a back testing spreadsheet, which nice. has got every single pair in it. And, um, you know, you can imagine there's, well, what have we got, like, 15 or odd pairs there, so I'm slowly yeah. working through them. So mm-hmm. I'll do like six months at a time. Um, and then from there, yeah, just see what happens. So, like, it's just like, it's good fun to see how it goes, and you've got a ratio of what you're winning, what you're losing. I had comments in to see right, what happened, you know, I'm not trying to put myself down if I lose. It's just about, all right, this is what you should do instead. And, um, yeah. Yeah, little things like that. So that's kind of my journal. It's very similar to how you got ahead of this well. So mm, yeah. based on your bones and then just build it up from there. Yeah, cool. No, I really like that. I think a good thing for everyone to take away from what you're saying as well is I kind of want everyone's mindsets to be like yours. Now, obviously, we've touched on you know emotions and uh how to control them, what to look out for, and you're already aware that, you know, oh, I shouldn't be hopping in this trade because it's just luck or it's not this. I need to have these things. Um, But having that ability to remove your emotions or at least lessen them, because that's what it sounds like you're doing at least, do you think that has been, you know, really beneficial for you? Or would you say, actually, Alex, you're wrong. I'd really actually like to have the emotions in my trading. How do you see them in the world of your trading, emotions, that is? Oh, well, I think it's one of the first lessons or things you talk about, like you've got to be emotionless when you trade. Trade like a computer, really. Otherwise, you know, if you see you're losing or if you're winning and you're getting scared that it might turn for it, um, you know, you pull out too early when you could have, you know, made a lot more than you originally thought mm. and then also if you're not doing it by the book you can end up um also you can get oh yeah i'm gonna go for a one to two trade and you pull out one and a half or well, you're not really getting the full amount or the full potential mm. and so you're never really getting that one to two it's always one and a half which yeah obviously hurts your finances because you're not getting that full amount but if you're constantly paying, playing cautiously because of your emotions and in the long run in the future uh, call it like a year of doing it like that. Like you're probably missing out on something like twenty to thirty percent even higher mm. of gains that you could have made because you keep doing things like that. So over the small amount of trades that you do, when you're doing these smaller, oh, yeah, I might take my money here or I might pull out there. Yeah, you may you may win. I guess you can come out top, on top with the losses because you're not pulling you're pulling them out slightly early. But in the long run, with your gains. You're never going to be able to actually make the full amount that you could have if you just left it in there. Yeah, a hundred percent. I totally get that. So that's a big thing about risk management. Is basically what you're going over there is making sure that you're letting that trade run and actually doing what it needs to do um, rather than going, hey, you know, as you said, I'm basically ruled by emotions. I'm playing too cautiously. I'm going to hop out at that 1.15. And it's cool that even you come to that basically in your own conclusion is uh, that's not the way to trade because realistically, even though you are playing cautiously and you're making sure you're not losing, you're surely not winning either. Like you're getting done in at the end of the year, as you said, like 40, 50%. Who knows how much money you're actually losing out on at the end when you actually are trading like that. So really, really good point that you picked up on there for sure. I guess 
one of the other things I want to talk about with you, because I think a lot of people are going to be in your you know, situation where you're working nine to five, obviously you're more in the extreme where you're working a ton, a ton of hours. We've talked um, about prioritization um, and you're just a, a guy that goes for it anyway. Could you give anyone some, or the viewers, the listeners, whatever it is, some advice about how you know you handle your work-life balance? Because yours is extreme, but you know, even then, it'd be really good for everyone to hear, you know, how you actually go. Okay, here's forex, here's my work and life in between. How do I actually manage it all? Yeah, I guess um, as I said earlier, I'm fortunate that I work at a desk majority of the day. So I have three screens in front of me. So and one of them pretty much has trading view going all the time. Doesn't necessarily mean like I'm always on it watching it. Um, it just means it's ticking along. If I see something like I might actually only look at it once an hour just for five minutes or so, just to skim through all the pairs. Mm-hmm. Um, so, unfortunately, in that aspect, I have it there, but I can tell you right now, it doesn't mean I'm always on top of what's going on at all. Yeah. You know, my work, my work is busy and I'm always up and down at the desk doing different things. So, flat out with that. Um, but then I get home after work and sometimes I try and jump on the chance on my phone if, I, if I'm not too tired or if I, you know, have time. Uh, sometimes I'll go play sport or sometimes I just, you know, want to watch something as you do after a long day. Mm. Um, so I try and manage it like that. But, you know, sometimes I said you just you just lack it. Yeah. So that's why I could potentially be ahead if I had more time. But just like anyone doing a nine to five, you go home, you cook dinner, you look after your kids. And by that time, you could be eight o'clock or so. And now mm. you just want to sit back and do nothing. You don't want to sit there and study. So it comes down to like, I guess how determined you are to make it work. Mm. And so when I'm home in particular, um, as I said, I've got just under a week off when I come home and I don't want to spend my time at my computer Yeah. Like all, at all. So I have to really get knuckled down and go, yeah, I need to do this now. Like I'd rather be out, you know, spending time with my partner, or going uh, outside doing active activities, mm. going for a couple uh, beers, whatever it may be. So, yeah, sometimes you just got to commit to doing it, and even just spend an hour or so doing that. So it's just about finding that time and just allocating it. And as I said, very you know, right at the start, if it's important to you, then you will find the time to do it. Yeah. Cool. Awesome. Well, that, that touches on a lot of really good points there because I think a lot of there's people in two camps. The way I see it, they either think you know I can just do uh, you know a minimum hours and get a lot of work, which I think is unrealistic. And whereas it, I can put in minimum hours and it's just going to take me a bit longer. I'm not saying you're doing minimum hours or anyone else is, but it's a realistic view. And um, obviously, me being a professional trader brought you on, so you know we can see this side of you still do all that stuff and as you said like you know people with kids or whatever it is you've got to do all that stuff and you can and you it's okay to feel like hey i don't actually want to do this no point in forcing yourself to actually start trading if you're feeling like man i am so tired i've just come home from like whatever it is the work or you're being like a week, two weeks away working and then go, I'm going to force myself to do something. It comes a point, as you said, where you have to like commit and knuckle down, but also at the same time realize that 
you should be out there actually doing stuff or being with your partner or doing activity. Otherwise, you'll just end up hating Forex and you'll never come back to it. So it is really important and I appreciate that you touch on that, um, that you do you know, commit to a certain level, but also make sure that you're still actually living life and not just being like a mindless drone the whole time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 100%. Like it is important to enjoy your life at the same time, but you know, it's like keeping coming back to like, you know, it's a new skill and you do got to spend the time. Mm-hmm. Like really, it's not a matter of like knuckling down doing a whole day's work and it's just consistency. Mm. Just little those little one percents. You carry on, you know, for hundred days, all those are hundred percent. So hundred you know, percent. So however it works, like you know, for you, everyone's situation is different. So however you can make it work, just you know, give it your best shot. Yeah. Don't bring yourself down. Don't give up. I'd say if something um, you know is deterring you, like so, just like you know, being on a diet. Sometimes you know, you just want to go eat that cheeseburger, <laughs> and then you're like, shit, all right, better get back on that diet. Like just like this, sometimes you just want to go out and just hang out with your friends and your family, mm. all right, or spend next week actually trying to do it. Mm. So as long as it's important to you, you'll keep trying to do it. Yeah, for sure, absolutely. Yeah, I think one of the cool things that you picked up here, and I know, I think you read some, maybe not, they're not called self-help books, but like, you know, um, Mm. things to, you know, like progress yourself. I can't remember what they're called. I've gone like blank, but I did hear that, you know, if you're just like 1% better each and every day, you know, like by the end of the year, it's something like a 30% increase from the last year or 33 or something ridiculous like that which may yeah. seem really small but like you're one third better than you were last year which you look at it, it's huge and if you just do yeah. that for one year to two years three years you get there and obviously for me on my own personal journey it took me a really long time until i found a mentor and he was like oh, hey yeah. you're Fuck doing yeah it takes every- ages yeah so it takes like anything time. Okay, it's just one of the things about you know growing up as well like you, you kind of start to understand life in your late twenties, mm. and then you also then start to understand yourself a bit more, and then from there, like you know, you, they always say your twenties is where you have fun, and your thirties is where to set you up for life to build that wealth. Yeah. And so, like you know, you're already starting early to get into it, so which is really good. But mm. you start building up that wealth over the next you know 10, 15 years or so now. So exactly. if you just commit to it, like it's one of those things, like you just got to keep have a crap really yeah for sure absolutely so have you read any you know self-help books or personal development whatever you want to call it um that you know you could recommend to anyone here that's actually helped you out to be honest i actually haven't read any for quite a while um i i read a lot online you know obviously you've got tiktok so it's it's so easy to get that sort of information and see um, I guess different people's views on things and understanding. Hmm. Um, I listen to, I don't really read too many self help books, self help books, but I would like to get a few. But I am listening to um, a podcast lately that has been really good, so um, really informative. Talks about a whole lot of different views on uh, like all types of things to do with life. Um, that's the podcast is called On Purpose with Jay Shetty. Okay. So, oh, I think I've heard of that. I think I've heard that bloke. Yeah really good really good so like i just pick and choose which ones i like but he has some real good guests on there he jumps on other people's podcasts as well like he's he's just i don't know he's just got a, a, his life worked out like perfectly mm. and it's not like he's you know done everything exactly by the book either like he talks about how he um he went after 
after high school, he was like, you know, going to college and stuff. And his friend dragged him on to listen to this monk talk. And um, he just found it so fascinating. So long story short, he ended up going, spending three years with the monks after college, just lived with them for three years. And then he came back to society after that. And um, yeah, just had this crazy life story. It's really interesting. And just he's just one of those people that um, gives you kind of that self-help now. So uh, okay. Yeah, that's probably my biggest one I'm listening to at the moment, or like I'd advise to get onto for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, nice. Okay, cool. Well, on that, we'll start to close it out soon after this. But I guess in terms of Forex and what your goals are, um, especially someone who works like nine to five in the coming years, like what what are your goals? What are your expectations when it comes to this? Do you have like anything in sight right now? Oh, definitely. So I'm constantly, you know, looking at my five-year plan of what's going to happen and um, just like anyone should. So every year it kind of gets, I'd say, updated and I see what's going to be the next five years. Mm. And it's quite a fluid, I guess, thing. Like things change all the time. So it's always good to kind of have, like, I guess, goals in sight. Mm. And mine are, like once I go into this, is to pretty much, um, I guess, this will become an side income, but hopefully it becomes a main income in five to 10 years and I can actually reduce my work hours. Yeah. I'd love to be able to, you know, do that. As we said, I work, you know, seven days, 84 hours in a week. Like it's big weeks and then I do have the week off, but if I could, you know, reduce that down to work, you know, less hours and be earning just as good income, if not more, as the portfolio grows, like that would be the biggest goal. Like I sit back now and I calculate, oh, what if I had a, you know, a million dollar portfolio and I was doing like a couple of, you know, percentages a week, like it'd be tens of thousands of dollars you're making in a week, which is just amazing to me. Mm-hmm. And again, that does take a long time, but the aspect of being able to do that, um, just, you know, I'm, I'm so interested in. And the way I looked at it as well, the only way or the only stop sign or speed hub that I really am currently hitting is myself. Mm. And I just find that, um, and it does come down to time and effort and commitment, but the only real hurdle I have is myself. And to be able to get over the small things like that, to be able to actually go commit to this, spend my time doing that, you know, you're helping your future self out. That's that's how I see it. Mm -hmm. So that's probably the biggest goal to that, to just, you know, be able to not have like financial freedom and to have a passive income like, I'd be bored if I had passive income. I can tell you that right yeah, now. Yeah, 100%. Like, I, I love technical stuff. I love getting into the nitty-gritty of how things work and so how trading works. Like, you know, I think there's so much there's so much there to learn and explore. Mm. And, you know, you're, you're teaching a great strategy, which is, you know, awesome. And I hope, you know, you can either develop another one or we can, in the future, like, look at others to explore and see what works. And then, again, you've got another, another way to look at the charts. 100%. So they're kind of my five years goal, my five year goals to just, yeah, slowly get better at this and start earning some proper money with it along the way. But I'd just like to touch on again, like, you know, Rome wasn't built in a day and you're not going to be able to master this in a week. Mm. So for those out there who are listening or watching, like, don't expect that. Don't jump on board just trying to make a quick dollar. It will take time. And if you're not a person who can sit there, say for an hour, every couple of days or so, or make time to actually do this, I'd say try and find something else. It really isn't for you. Mm-hmm. But for all those out there that are willing to put in the effort, like, 
Godspeed, son. And good luck. <laughs> I love that. Well, that's fantastic. Well, I really appreciate um, you answering all these questions, Noxie. I know you're a busy man, so I'd like to thank you for that. Uh, you're all welcome. I'm glad to be here. So I guess I'll talk to you soon, mate. You will. You will. Well, I hope you really enjoyed that, guys. Again, it was really good for me to get that insight into what Noxie thinks as a beginner. You know, all those really cool things that he said. And I especially just want to touch on the points, even though we went over it quite a few times. It's just that dedication. It's just really getting down, committing to something. Having the discipline to go through it. Unfortunately, it looks like there's no easy way to make it to a Forex trader. But we all, oh, we all already knew that, is what I should be saying there without muddling my words. We all already knew that. You and, you and I both, right? So it's here. The journey's here. You set out on the journey. You might be like Noxie and going, oh, can I do it? You now know it's not all sunshine and rainbows. But even a man that's sitting there going, hey, you know, I'm off two, three weeks working 40 plus hours in the week, 50 plus, 60 plus, who knows, um, right? can't remember what he said exactly. But you can do it. You just have to persevere. And if you get through that, I know Noxie's goals are a little bit different, but have it in a career. Cut back down those hours. Spend more time with your family. The only way you're going to be able to do that is all the things that Noxie was saying there. Managing that work-life balance. Understanding that it's okay sometimes to just be like, I can't be ass. I just need to sit back and take a few days. It's going to be a longer road for you guys, but it's going to be a fantastic one once you get to the end of it. The rewards are there. Discipline, action, you'll need a whole boatload of motivation. But if you commit to it, guys, as Noxie said, you have that perseverance, you will get through to it. I'm sure he's got a lot of other golden nuggets in there, but I just really wanted to capture that. Anyway, I'm not going to go over and drag this on more than it has to. Really appreciate you listening to it, and I will see you in the next episode. Bye, guys. See ya.